Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we sit down with Greg Kowalchuk and Brian Zamet to get an update on everything Amazon and e-commerce. These guys, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you will know they came on and shared their journey as they were just getting started. They were starting to do tours to China with other people who were building Amazon businesses, searching out factories and products and sourcing stuff over there. They were actually helping people out of the Rockstar office. They do a train. They actually do a training class here for Rockstar Inner Circle members about building an Amazon business. And they've kept that going, even though that their businesses have grown and their time has really gotten even more precious than it was before. They have honored that and kept that going. So we're very appreciative that they do that. And on this episode of the podcast, we get a really great update because they haven't been on for a little while and their businesses have grown. So now they have all kinds of other wonderful new updates for us that go beyond starting and building an Amazon business to growing and maintaining and fighting some of the battles that we all fight as business owners. And they give us an update on pirates. I had no idea how Amazon on listings work and how they can be pirated, even if it's your own listing on Amazon, who owns that listing, how those things operate. So we kind of go, we dive into that right at the beginning and we work our way through all different wonderful things, including inventory and sourcing product and pricing strategies and Amazon's future and the whole bit. And it's really why I feel so grateful, both Nick and I do, to be able to do this podcast and work with Rockstar Inner Circle members the way we do, because we get to cross paths with these wonderful investors who are also doing other things in their lives that they then share with us. And we get to share as a group with you, if you're listening to this podcast through training classes to Rockstar Inner Circle members, we just feel very fortunate that it's a group of like-minded Canadians coming together through some of the things here and we get to share all our knowledge together. So I feel really as a group, we can help each other live our own lives on our own terms. And that's what this all is for us, running this podcast, running Rockstar Real Estate, the brokerage, running Rockstar Inner Circle, the membership that we have for real estate investors. All of it comes down to helping each of us live life on our own terms. It's why we talk about real estate the way we do. We believe real estate is a vehicle to help us navigate a monetary policy that is set up to reward asset owners and punish savers and income earners. And we don't agree with it. But if we can understand it and leverage something like real estate to help us navigate through that, we want to share that information with as many people as we can. We want to share things like the role of hard money in our savings. So things like gold and Bitcoin for what they can do to our savings. We want to share business building strategies like we're doing on this particular episode with Greg and Brian. So thank you for listening. Thanks to Greg and Brian for doing this kind of stuff. It's really helping keep us fulfilled and give our lives a purpose. So thank you for everyone listening out there to this podcast. I mean that very sincerely. And if you are listening to this and you want to get started with us in the wacky, wonderful world of real estate investing here in the greater Toronto and Southern Ontario, Golden Horseshoe area, you can learn everything that we're doing from a free 90 minute training class that we do about once a month and the url to jump onto that nick and i give that class and we stick around afterwards to answer all kinds of questions you can register for that at canadianrealestatetraining.com that's www.canadianrealestatetraining.com it's about a 90 minute class sometimes we go over that because we handle handle a lot of q a at the end and we tackle everything that's on your mind so we share a lot of the strategies that we're working with real estate investors here in the gta and golden horseshoe and then if you have questions at the end about interest rates property types cash cash flow, financing, whatever it may be, we tackle all your questions at the end as well. And you can register for a spot for the next class at the URL www.canadianrealestatetraining.com. That's it for the intro. Let's get on with the show. 
Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. No, that was we are live. Yeah, we are live. You were already recording before I did the three, two, one, weren't you? No, uh, we are live with Greg Kowalchuk yeah. and Brian Zamet. And uh, what was this thing? Can you tell me just about Amazon and uh, how people get is the wording hijacked? How do some businesses get they, they get hijacked? You guys are immediately laughing. <laughs> what, what, what is this? When, when you're running an Amazon business and then somebody rips you off and like basically takes your product and, and recreates it? Is that what being hijacked yeah. is? So there, there's a few different forms. Uh, I don't know. I can start off and yeah, fill, fill in some, a lot of details there. But Brian, come into the mic a little sorry. closer for me. Thank you. So, yeah, hijacking shows up in a bunch of different ways. Um, one way that happen, that, that comes up a lot is uh, another seller. Uh, oftentimes we're seeing uh, sellers from, from the Far East showing up on listings. And what they, what they can do is they can take our product and actually sell it on our listing using, using Amazon shipping to do merchant fulfillment. So we use, we use FBA. So Amazon will, will do the shipping for us. Fulfillment by Amazon FBA. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's kind of that's a real linchpin to a lot of what we've done. Uh, Amazon just handles all the shipping, the returns, a lot of the basic customer service stuff. It's awesome stuff for us. They take about 30% uh, of the sales price for that. And there's other ways. Um, once you scale, there's reasons to get away from that a little bit. But anyway, it's an awesome program. And sorry, just on that, because I'm curious, they take 30% of gross? Uh, of your sale price, basically, yes. So yeah, just the straight sale price, whatever's going through, they take 30% to do that. Roughly. It's a little different in every category. Okay. But, but at the beginning, it's worth it because of all the hassles and managing that if you're a small yeah. shop doing this. Okay. For sure. Anyone who's sold anything knows that most of the questions coming in, are, they're always the, they're, they're repetitive and and there's a lot of them. Like, uh, has my product shipped yet? Uh, why hasn't my product arrived yet? Someone stole my product off my doorstep. Like, just repeated basic things. Um, they handle all of that and you just handle the cust- the actual product questions. So it's an, it's an enormous help to get somebody to get you going and rolling. I, there's still nothing like it. So that's normally how we're selling. What someone can do, anyone can do right now with a seller central account, you can go to any listing that does FBA fulfillment. You can put your own listing, uh, like version of the listing. Like Amazon only has one listing. You can be one of the sellers on that listing. You can actually use FBA to merchant fulfill the product yourself. So you're, they're, they're putting up a different listing, but fulfilling with your product? They're just another seller on the same listing. So, so Amazon's opposite to eBay. eBay, so, everyone's so the, got their own. The listing is what? When I'm looking at a listing, what am I looking at? Let, let's think I'm selling a barbecue flipper. Yep. You know, something that flips burgers on a barbecue. I'm looking at this thing and it's $19.99. Yep. That's the listing. That's a listing. So, and a key part is that's Amazon's listing. Amazon owns it. Even if it's your flipper, your brand. Really? Amazon owns the listing. They can do whatever they I want. I thought that would be like my post or my listing on an Amazon site. So that's eBay. So Amazon's like the opposite. So eBay, everyone's got their own listing, their own posting. You can have 50 different postings, different listings with the same flipper. The problem with that is it's chaotic. That's what Amazon, that's what they solved early on is let's take out the chaos and make this simpler for people. You want this brand of flipper? There's one listing for it. And we'll automatically uh, put the best 
seller in the buy box for you. We'll take care oh of it. Oh my gosh. That's what Amazon. So then if it's your flipper, but they own the listing and they find somebody else who's going to sell your flipper for cheaper, yep. they'll make them the buy button. But then yep, what is it. what is that seller shipping? How did they get your product to fulfill? So there's two different things that can happen. Mm -hmm. One is it's actually. Listen to you guys. You guys are like wily veterans right here. Greg's just <laughs> laughing under his breath. <laughs> Rookie over there. Doesn't understand. <laughs> doesn't understand. It's important. So you, so that info right there is more than I'd say 90% of people will ever understand of Amazon already. That that listing is not the person's who's selling. End of it's podcast. Amazon's. We just ended the podcast. That's it. <laughs> So that's, that's a big thing. A lot of sellers, when they first start selling, they don't know. That's a big thing that, that we've got to let people know. It's like, that's not yours. So it, it's your pictures and your product, but that listing, it's not yours. That's, that's really important. Um, so, uh, yeah, so what you can do, what can happen is someone can actually buy your product from you when they get a sale and use Amazon's FBA fulfillment to put the buyer's address like the end user's address. So there's three parties here. There's your FBA product, there's the rogue seller, and there's the end user, the, the person actually buying it from home. The end user at home. And they're just undercutting your price? That's how they're getting on the buy button? So they can do a bunch of different things. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, there's, geez, there's, I didn't realize how complicated yeah. it is. Okay. But, but, but that's one of them. But that's one of them. And then the other one is you've got um, usually Asian sellers. Sometimes it's factories. Sometimes it's somebody with a deal in China uh, with, with factories. They just go onto your listing and start selling a product that is very similar, sometimes almost exactly the same, or sometimes totally different from yours. They just go on the listing and try to sell their whatever it Come is. Come on. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's, but sorry, then when they hit the buy button there, so then they're fulfilling it, not using Amazon right. fulfillment. And then just stuffing their, how does Amazon even allow that? Merchant fulfillment. So they have to allow people to do their own shipping. And a lot of times. But, but I'm not getting what I thought I was buying. Yeah. So then you can complain later. But a lot of times people just start, they might complain, but they don't return it. Well, because sometimes I think this has happened to me actually now that you say it. I don't think I've really known. I've like kind of thought, oh, why is this thing crappier than I thought it was going to be? Because then also, then you leave a crap review. Yes. Yeah. And on, on your good product. But this people, is all bullshit. But the, these rogue sellers. So the only don't way care. to use Amazon. No, of course they don't <laughs> care because it's your review on your product right. with your brand name. So the only way to use Amazon is short term to get customers, and then pull them off of Amazon as fast as humanly possible. Or uh, you're constantly well, fighting this battle. Yeah, you know that's you part of it. Const yeah, constantly. Who's angrier fight. out of you two? I'll get the angrier person to answer because Brian <laughs> seems very level-headed. Yeah, Greg's over here just saying, "Let me." Yeah. No, yeah. this one is just a constant battle. You uh, like I've been because you know some of my uh, products are really doing well. Mm -hmm. You guys so, have built up. I mean, over. I haven't talked to you guys now. I think almost in this year, mm -hmm. like we're in November. I don't even have spoken to you this year with everything going on. But you guys have built up impressive businesses over the years. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I don't have the last updates, but I'm sure. Just by the way, Greg's looking at me right here. <laughs> I think it's been pretty good. But this. This is unintended pain that you have to suffer. Yeah, that is part of the business dealing with uh, you know hijackers and you know some other stuff. So that's what day by day uh you know exercise you know you 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 checking your listings and you know you finding out you know that there is somebody on your listing selling you know seemingly for the customer the same product but and then how not. do you find it so it's your listing but so are you able to see the buy orders go through because you yeah, first we, created we, the listing do you we, have some ownership type 
No, we have, we have ownership because we are the brand registry. So we have the trademarks for our brand. And, you know, for, for to a certain extent, we are uh, protected by Amazon because we are the brand. And, you know, basically we are selling under our, our own brands. So f- as far as the Amazon is concerned, we are the manufacturers selling our own products. And if we don't allow anybody else selling the product, they supposed to kick them out. But because, like Brian said, you know, the listings are uh, Amazon's property, uh, anybody else can actually go into the listing, list the product, and then uh, it's up to us, you know, to try to kick them out and prove to Amazon that they are not authorized. Wait, 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 wait a second seller. here. You just said that Amazon, you're the brand owner and am. Amazon gives you the responsibility or ownership or whatever language you are going to use to control that brand because mm-hmm. you're the brand owner. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you're telling me they let somebody else yeah. take the order. Yeah, I, I'm, I still don't understand. Many- so I understand from Amazon's point of view. They're like, screw it. We'll just get the best deal to the customer. Whoever's going to sell exactly. it the cheapest. And that's where Amazon's coming from. Exactly. And we can all argue whether that's good or bad. I get there. there. But you from from your, from your the communication I'm hearing from you guys, it feels like Amazon's telling you something different. It feels like you have are, some control that you don't have. There are two ways. Because, come, uh, can there, you come a little closer? There's, there's many, many products that actually uh, uh, they have, uh, you know, one product and... Uh, are being sold by let's say 20 different sellers and depends you know who is uh, depends on the different factors on your seller performance on your price amazon is awarding uh, these those sellers the buy box so whether it's a 50 50 split or 10 10 10 to everybody it's just automatically the algorithm is splitting the buy box between those sellers but the uh, the brand name has to allow those sellers. So you to can, can you turn that functionality off? There is not really a, no, a not button. Really. So then, how are you allowing? You're not allowing. Well, Amazon's allowing. Because <laughs> if you Amazon could turn it right. off, yes. yes. But then why do you keep yes. using the language you have to allow? There's no allowing. Yeah, there is well, no allowing. Yeah, it's not really okay, allowing. Okay. It's really the uh, the other <clears throat> side. We have to fight them off. It's more the other way. They're all they're by default allowed. So you yeah. got to think about it this way where Amazon's coming from. They want to o- always, all the time, no matter how big of a seller that you are, they always want to provide the best deal for the customer. They're always on the customer side, always. They will always do things for the customer. But the customer might, might, might be getting a shit version of the product. So oh, yeah. what will happen is in, in time, they will fix it. I have complete confidence Amazon will fix Brian, it. Brian, you're such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I can see. Me and Greg are the assholes of this bunch. <laughs> you're the it's, nice person. You know, it's, it's, the, it's their business. It's, it's the volume that they have right now is overwhelming. I can't even imagine. I've worked on, on large, lots of large-scale systems, computer systems, backends. I, can't, I still can't even imagine the kind of volume and what, how they're managing this. So, you know, a seller getting shut off, seemingly doing totally nothing wrong is only because their algorithms are trying to weed out as much as possible and sometimes catch the good guys, anyone who's doing something even remotely not good for the customer. So they're catching sometimes this, this wide, this net is a little too wide. So they're trying hard and they've made lots of improvements. I have to say that they've made a lot of changes with a customer communication, for example. Some of the emails that were being sent out were getting out of hand. Uh, you know, at first we were able to send as many messages as we wanted to, to customers after a sale. And then it was like, ah, maybe you should only send two or three. Amazon's wording started changing. And they often do this. They put wording into their legalese. Say, this is what, he, this is what the rule is. But we know from being sellers, 
they actually let it slip. They let it go. I'm not really sure if they're going to change this. They're going to find. They are. Fight. I like this. Brian says the politically correct version, and we have no, Greg to come they, in. They're fighting the hijackers since we started. it. So yeah. I, I see this already six years ago, and we always been talking about hijackers. You know, right now more than ever, I think. Okay, is it more than ever? So someone listening to this who still wants to get into business for themselves and use Amazon as a distribution network, because let's face it, you're going to want to tap into Amazon. Mm -hmm. For that person, there's still an opportunity here though, no? Because I think we're coming from the place of you guys are now have gone from just beginning. Because I remember talking to you guys when you were just starting. You guys are just beginning where I feel like you're now established businesses on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And now you're bringing to the forefront regular established business constant pain points <laughs> so do you know because being in business nick and i tell everyone being in business is, is is to be constantly assaulted by different problems and now you guys have those so this is great that's this a is perfect great. way to put it and so you know i think there's, there's a few we were talking about this yesterday with it with a, a group and um i think there's a few factors the group what group were you talking to the group you guys do the training for <laughs> yeah cool so yeah. that's the okay we're going to talk about that because you're still running all of that everything with that you're still doing yeah. We currently okay. are, yeah. yeah. You're, so you're probably over-delivering on that, and it's taking you a long time, and it's a lot of work. Some people in that group have been unreal. We're like going from not knowing a thing to being seven-figure sellers. People, uh, I think now at this point, uh, after yesterday, I think most, if not all of them, are now either actually yeah. selling or just about to be selling. So anyway, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty, it's pretty cool to Do see Do you that. realize what you're doing for people? Like that's crazy that you're bringing people from doing not Amazon sales or e-commerce sales to doing it. Like that's pretty cool, man. It's really, it's, yeah. I'm I'm telling you that it's because I can feel real. some pain from the hijacking stuff, and I just want <laughs> you to take them on. That's really cool. Like that's a le- that's legacy shit. There, there's more. Greg's reward. not buying anything I'm saying right now. He's like, screw it, man. These hijackers. I, I think suck. maybe he, he, yeah. I think maybe he heard enough from me about yeah, yeah. about an hour ago. We were chatting, yeah. and, I, and I was saying, you know, there's a couple of things I just realized the last few days. One is that I think the pandemic affected me more than I thought. I'm more usually an introvert, but I think maybe the isolation was more than I thought would affect me. So that's one thing, and I like the human contact. And the group gave me some human contact, at least online. But the in-person one, meetings we were having were just. I think they energized whoa, me a lot whoa, more whoa, than I time out. You guys are meeting in person with other humans? No, no, no. no, no I, I'm ready to call <laughs> whatever health authorities <laughs> no, I need. We're, whoa, we're whoa, guys, guys. So, so before guys, the pandemic. Don't, don't think you can start meeting with other humans, okay? So it was, this, this is aggressive. Every couple of months we were meeting up uh, before the pandemic. and Before the pandemic. Yeah, oh, sorry. Good language. Good, smart use of language so right there. Now, now it's been like nine months and we haven't seen them. And people have asked us, we're like, can we do that? Like, maybe we'll meet outside. Like the weather's turning. Like, do you want to sit outside for like four hours? Nick, yeah, Nick was at a mastermind at a park in Etobicoke. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we should just do it. <laughs> but that's exactly the, the thought process. We're like, we've got to meet up with people. And I think not meeting up with people doing similar things maybe affected me more than I thought. Um, so that's one thing that I didn't didn't expect. But there's a few other things that are, that's happening right now with, with Amazon. So one is that uh, like Greg's being modest. Some of his products are number one or number one, two, three, four in the category. In the category. So the sales in the major the category. Good for you. Main man. category. I don't, I'm not surprised. So I, I know the way Greg's brain works, and he's designed uh-huh. and built for this. You can anyone can look up uh, some tools like Jungle Scout uh, or Viral Launch and see what kind of numbers that is. Um, so he's got a big target on his back. There's this, this is Greg's some of Greg's brains. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's one thing. When you are at the very top for a major category, and there is a lot of uh, yeah, everyone's chasing you. That's right. So that's one. 
that's something that's different that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, you know, Maybe years better. Ago. It's longer term. It's going to be better. And I'll let you continue here. But longer term, it's better to be, you know, four or five in a category because then you don't have the bullets. But that on your, you know, the targets on your back. But but then I guess maybe you're not making enough sales to make it worthy either. But continue yeah. on your thought process so, there. So, Sorry. So no, that, that's a, that's a great point. So most of my own products have not been the top sellers, but they don't get attacked. They just sell all the time, nice and easy, replenish, and they keep selling. I get a good amount of reviews, good sales, and I just do it again. Nice and slow and Shit, quiet. you're not as good as Greg, but it's working out better for you. <laughs> well, It's I, a case where you don't <laughs> want to be number one. We'll, we'll, I will we'll show see. you not how to be number one. <laughs> and and that's, it's a slow and steady kind of thing. Um, it, it, but there, there is enormous differences in sales between number one and two, number one and three, huge. They're, they're enormous. Um, so, but being higher up in a category, more sales will let you do things like fight back better. So there's a balance. So if you're willing to fight back against people that have this target uh, that are targeting you, then that can work out if you can make that scale work. So we know that from years ago, uh, it used to be supplements, for example. Supplements was the main category that was just insane competition. People spending multiple six figures a month in advertising just to keep up, just to keep their sales rolling and always having giveaways like, um, you know, every product having a get another product free little coupon with it. People were just giving stuff away as fast as they could so that they can keep the sales rolling and keep this flywheel going on Amazon. But you need to get to a certain point where you can battle other people to do this. So that's at the very top end. It's not the same at you know spot five, six, seven, eight. It's not the same. Um, so that's, that's one thing. The other thing is the pandemic has changed things, I would say, a lot. I don't know if people woke up to online selling or they just figured out that Whatever brick and mortar stuff they were doing, looking at, trying, or living on, isn't going to work. You know, two, three months, maybe, five, six months, probably not. Nine months, a year, and possibly going to be counting, <laughs> going longer. It's like you can't keep doing what you were doing. You got to find a better way to do it. And so there's an influx of people going online, enormous influx, uh, and money. Going well, because I don't think anyone really looked for toilet paper on Amazon before the pandemic. <laughs> no, but really, but how many people during the pandemic, especially at the beginning, when there was no freaking toilet paper anywhere, put toilet paper into Amazon search box? Let's face it. A lot yeah. of people did for the first time ever. Yeah. So I think people did wake up to like, holy crap, I can buy Advil. I'm just making this up. I don't even know if this is true, but I can buy Advil or, you know, um, toilet paper or you know, paper towel yeah. stuff I never thought I'd be buying online. Yeah, I just totally click, 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 and click will show, show yeah, up into yeah. the, you know, There was a while at the beginning of the pandemic, I think the delivery guy was there every day at our house. There's an Amazon <laughs> package. Carol's like, what are you buying? I'm like, don't worry about it. I got a lot of stuff I got to figure out here. I'm just taking care of the family. Don't, don't you worry what's coming in in these boxes. <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, buying behavior changed. Seller's behavior had to change along with it. So that that's definitely happening. I think this the inevitable move online just happened much faster, way faster than anyone expected. Um, Amazon's uh, stock price, their sales, record setting, that that is just all part of it. Wow. What did you learn about, then you said something interesting there about yourself, that you used to think you were an introvert, but this thing kind of changed your thinking. What else can you share with me about that? So, you know, I think I still am recharged with uh, solitude or when, when I'm alone. So, that's where I think maybe my thinking changed. It's not that I want to be alone. That maybe would be weird uh, <laughs> and maybe counter to the human experience. But I think I get my energy from uh, reflection, you know, like, like reading and, and, and thinking. That's where I get my, my, my energy, my recharging time. That's, that's how I do it. 
but I still need human contact with people that are thinking and doing things that are similar to me. So like introverted with a need for the occasional, uh, you know, playing the extrovert or, or having contact. I, I think that's probably you know what more scares the shit out of me is that with all the lockdowns that seem to be coming opening and closing down, how many people out there are not getting the social interaction that they need and suffering? And, and the reason is I think I'm a pretty resilient person. But when this first started and nobody was in our office other than Nick and myself, and we were making at the beginning, everybody, no one thought knew, no one really knew where the real estate market was going to head. We started right. getting some calls saying, are there blood in the streets? I'm ready to buy, yeah. you know, you know, like, <laughs> well, are these property prices 30% now of what they were? And, and we were like, no, not really. Yeah. Not, everyone needs a place to live. They're not leaving these homes. Yeah. You know, no one's on the streets. They're in their homes. But, uh, I remember we were aggressively putting out videos and, and, and webinars at that time with like our lawyers and paralegal and trying to share with rockstar and our circle members. Here's what we're seeing mm-hmm. on the streets. Yeah. We were trying to talk about like interest rates we're trying to over deliver on the information but because we weren't interacting with anybody Mm -hmm. i remember uh, probably six weeks in nick and i both started to and i think both of us are pretty strong-minded and pretty i would call resourceful and resilient and i don't mean that from an arrogant point of view i just mean i think you know throw us a curveball and we're gonna we're gonna go with it right But I remember about six weeks in, I, one morning I came in and I put a longer YouTube video together. And it was the kind of video that you will usually get some comments like, oh, who's this guy? Just another person talking about the real estate market. Not going to, because I was trying to use data saying the supply and demand factors combined with the interest rate doesn't show me the fundamental reasons why the market's going to come down here. Mm. You know, for these reasons, I don't, but that can be taken as a way of just saying, oh, here's another real estate guy saying the market's going to go up mm-hmm. forever. So I was really expecting to just get slaughtered with that type of comment, but it's what I truly believed. I put that video and got a ton of views for us. It was one of our best, I think to this this day, it's one of our highest viewed uh, YouTube videos because I think at that time everybody was clamoring for information. And I came in, it was early morning, I was by myself, Nick was in here, I sat in the back corner over here, I checked the video and I never look at view counts or like comments or anything, but for whatever reason I was just, I I think I was exhausted from weeks Mm -hmm. of delivering content. I looked at it and it looked like there were some positive comments coming in and I remember just sitting out taking a sigh and I swear to God, I think a tear was coming from my eye, like it was such a, like, all this emotion of just being alone and, and and even though Nick and I were working together, just feeling alone and trying to serve and put out good content and not getting the feedback back. And just one day it all just broke. And it was that moment. I checked the YouTube video for some reason, looked at the views, scanned at some comments, which I normally don't because they just, you know, it can, can set you off if somebody just rips you. Yep. And, uh, I, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, Maybe, maybe people do like some of this content. And, and I, I, I think, you know, I just put my head down and I was getting like emotional over like nothing, a freaking YouTube video. Yeah. And that's when I, my next thought then was like, holy shit, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what's happening to me? Why am I freaking out about a YouTube video? I don't even really care about this stuff normally. And so now do you and, see things coming back or bouncing back mentally with having at least a... Totally. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. But I'm worried for people that don't have, you know, yeah. we have the office here. We can be socially distanced here. We can do everything that we want to be doing here. But for those people that don't have that, I'm concerned. And I'm concerned for this winter. Because I think this winter, you know, weather gets darker here. Everyone stays at home. And I'm concerned for those people who haven't got out during the summer because they've thought this pandemic is more than they can deal with. So they haven't gone out. And now they're going to ride out the winter too. I'm emotionally, not emotionally, I'm concerned for their emotions. Yeah. Uh, throughout this, I'm way off track, Brian. So no, totally. I, ju- I just, I just want to share that I can relate with some of what you're going through. I think this, this stuff fits in, and, and it definitely has an effect on day to day life, uh, how we act and react to stuff. So I, I, 
it's completely related for sure. Crazy. So, uh, okay. So what next, the, the hijacking thing is a thing that's just like ongoing. What about stats wise? What can you tell me you're, you're seeing Greg's going to, cause Greg has <laughs> these targets on his back. He's not going to share, share <laughs> anything, but just in general, what kind yeah. of st- like what's going on in the online world right now? So online sales, uh, from people we've talked with directly are anywhere from uh, double to many times, uh, regular sales year over year. Um, so they're way up as you might expect, uh, because people didn't have many options. And once they figure out that, or once they were forced to go online, it looks like maybe they're, they're sticking to it. This is something else that, uh, I guess it makes sense. It's like, oh, I can just click a couple times and also set the, like the, what's it, what's it called when you can do the, um, automatic fulfill, like yeah. a subscription service so every six weeks, it'll just show up and done. It's like, wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, so I think people are figuring that out. And so these increases in sales have gone up. Um, one set I just saw yesterday was from the Los Angeles port, or port of LA.org, I think it is, a port of LosAngeles.org. Um, their most recent stat is that inbound shipments of containers, they're up uh, 16%, which is about 69 or 67,000 TEUs, which is 20-foot containers. 67,000 containers more over the same period last year. That's quite a bit. Um, that, yeah, that's interesting because you would think that port is also supplying bricks and mortar retail. So it's really just a representation mm-hmm. on people buying more shit in so general. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. These the Because we're looking at the economy pretty closely and we don't have a full V-shaped recovery here. We kind of bounced yeah. off the bottom, but we haven't come all the way up. But in some categories, we must be way over what people were spending before. Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely. right. That's exactly okay. right. Health, okay. health and fitness. is. I, I know a few guys you know, from this space. And they basically 10x it. 10 times. 10 times. A- have you tried it's to just... find a kettlebell the last Nick six Nick has been looking for a barbell. He finally got it. Nick was looking for a barbell. He was going to, I think he was going to break into a gym somewhere and steal a barbell. That's where he was <laughs> going to. probably sell it cheap right now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why? Because they were oversupplied now? Well, no, no, I mean the gyms. for They were oh, closed God, for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some gym owners we <laughs> but, know were renting but I know, stuff out. I yeah. know, let's say, I think uh, when this, uh, it started in March, so the first uh, month, like uh, April, April, May, they basically went uh, like uh, from $30,000 $30, a day to three hundred. It's just a matter Christ. of, you know, it's just basically a, a, a days. And then... But then you can't the fulfill the inventory, they so they got the problems. Yeah, you cannot, you, you know, the manufacturer is just basically overloaded. You know, you cannot get your stuff, uh, you know, on time. Then the shipping and uh, like we had many problems during the summer for our uh, logistics. So even myself, I had problems with, uh, you know, logistics to mm-hmm. supply the high demand of the of the items. You know, in August, we basically yeah, lost probably. Uh, we didn't lose. We uh, we spiked up with sales. But, but if you, couldn't, I, you couldn't fulfill all the orders. Yeah, if if we would have, you know, probably three times that much inventory would have sell you and know everything I, I ran out as well and but but the other thing that happened with amazon is their fulfillment centers stopped accepting inventory for yeah. anything that wasn't deemed critical because they were trying to stock up on medical type mm-hmm. stuff and food type things um, I like goods. how we're kind of dismissing that. You know, they were trying to stock up on <laughs> like stuff. the necessities of life, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that pandemic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my products aren't really pandemic type, type products. So, um, so they restricted how much they would allow in. So our products would sit on trucks for weeks, even, even months in some cases. Um, mine didn't sit for months, but weeks. They wouldn't even let them in. They just park outside, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's pictures of sea, a sea 
of containers lined up on, on trailers waiting to get into Amazon, but they're picking and choosing what goes in. So that was one thing. Jesus. They wouldn't even let them in. And then more than that, the other thing that would happen is there's, there's uh, transfers between warehouses. It's a normal thing. They, they rejig inventory according to where sales are. It's smart internal system. The problem is then at the other side, the accepting warehouse, sometimes it looks like, at least for my own products, they didn't go in. They just went out of one and waited on the other side. So they didn't just go in. They didn't just transfer. They went out and waited. So then you're kind of, you're, you have stock, but it's not available. It's sitting outside, outside of their system. It's in this like no man's land. And so that kind it's of like thing It's like this happened. weird shadow inventory that yeah, you have. That's right. It happened a lot. And so sometimes I would see like, oh, look, 2,000 units showed up. Uh, that's good. And I started selling. Oh, look, there's zero. <laughs> that's unusual. Maybe I sold that much. Okay. Oh, last night. Nope. Looks <laughs> like there's 1,000 this today. That's weird. Now there's 200. Now there's zero. Are you kidding? Jeez. Yeah. So their, their system went through a shock. For sure. A hard shock. But it seems like recently their their FBA network has gotten has gotten much better, but at first they were affected. Like yeah, there's else. no one I doubt uh, that Amazon. Sorry, I was gonna say I have no doubt that Amazon's going to figure this. Out. If any company's going to figure can, this out, it's going to be Amazon with, figuring this out. Yes, they they have the ability, the money, the resources. So, is there any tens? benefit for you guys getting inventory produced in North America so you can have shorter lag times or some of the stuff you just can't get made here? It hasn't made sense. I've, I've tried. Yeah. I've tried a few times. That's, and that's, the, the product, I, I, I hate to say it, the product wasn't as high quality. Come on. It was almost the, almost the same price. And it was only a couple of weeks shorter time to produce versus my regular. Okay. So then what about this instead of, what about changing your business? So you go, so a principle in marketing that we always kind of live by or try to, not that we're perfect by, by any means is that you want to move up the ladder so that the cost, the margins better because you're serving more affluent customers who buy things in less quantity, but with more margin. And those customers tend to not be as affected by the economy as much and you are not chasing the race to the bottom on price because not everyone's competing up there. It is, is Amazon, I guess this is my way of asking, Is Am, are you finding Amazon selling higher and higher price products? Because when I first started using Amazon, it's probably for products like $100 or less, let's face it. Like that is the kind of world. But I can see myself now going on Amazon and I don't know what the limit would be if it's there and it's a brand mm -hmm. I recognize. Mm -hmm. I could be buying from Amazon at a much, much higher price point than just two or three years ago, very comfortably. Are you yeah. seeing that evolution where the price points are moving up? Are people serving a different kind of customer base? I think, I think so. Yeah. You know, Amazon historically has always catered to a slightly higher end customer than, say, eBay um, or just about any other on regular online site. There's boutique sites that we'll leave them out for now. But, uh, but, but Amazon's always catered to more affluent customer, the higher educated, more income. We have lots of stats uh, on, on this kind of thing. Um, so we know that their customer tends to be somebody who's able to and willing to spend more to save time, especially. They just want a decent product at a good price, at, at, at a reasonable price delivered now. Got it. They, they, you'll pay for the time. But there's got to be some value in building your brand up so that you can demand a higher and higher price. Correct? Over time, yes. Or am I just out to lunch here? Because this is <laughs> such a volume game. It doesn't matter, Tom. It, Forget it. We're just doing volume and we're going to make it on the volume. And what you're you talking know, about doesn't make sense. The idea of brands on Amazon is not the same as brands as you might think in the rest of the world. At least 
at least until you pull your product off Amazon. Once you pull your product off Amazon, then it's all the regular uh, traffic conversion, trust, all the same things. Amazon does this, does that, but within their ecosystem. Like I've bought lots of things and people all the time buy our products. So we're not like Nike or anything. No one knows us like, like that, but they look at the pictures. They look at the wording of our, of our listing and they all, they look at the reviews of other customers and the videos that sometimes that the customers post if we don't, and they, they, they kind of sell themselves on it. It's like an, this automatic trust. Like sure. Amazon. But once I bought the best, like right now in my, in my barbecue, I have the best uh, barbecue um, th- temperature reader I've ever purchased. Like I love this thing. Okay. And you know, I, if that thing breaks, I want another one. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure I bought that one off Amazon, mm-hmm. but now I love that one so much. I'm probably going to Google up. I'm just thinking what I'll do next. I'm probably going to Google it up. And if their website comes up, I know Amazon listing will probably be super high. Let's face yep. it. But just me being a, a fan of them, I'll probably go to their website at least and check it out. And if yes. they had all the checkouts are getting faster, especially with some of the Shopify type stores. Yeah, for sure. The checkouts tied into PayPal. They say your address is pretty easy to put in there. I could see myself a, a buying something on Amazon, but then maybe the next time not buying on Amazon. Greg's but looking at me would, very skeptically no, here. That's, so. that's natural progression. I would see that. That's, I, I would that's, agree. What we, yeah. that's what we basically do. In the, I would say... You know, three, Come closer a little three, bit. Three years ago, we were not really keen to uh, start our own website and, you, you know, just going into a kind of a building our own brands. So we wanted to go and, you know, just a volume. And get, get, yeah, get just, the business flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as much, as much uh, uh, products as we can possibly uh, go out, uh, you know, sell out there. Right now, it's a different uh, game. Uh we want to build our brand. So that's why we starting to build the Shopify stores. Like, you know, myself, you know, we hire few, a few guys. We're building a team. We're building a, a, a structure to the team. You know, uh, all the uh, parameters that, you know, everyone works, you know, in a certain speciality. And then we can, uh, you know, we basically build for growth. And, you know, also not to put... I all feel the, so happy hearing Greg explain this. All great, the, great. Not, not, not to put all the eggs in a, one basket, you mm-hmm. know. You just Amazon is just like like we learned today, you know, or we're learning, you know, every, every single <laughs> or two weeks that they are able to shut you down in a matter of minute. And you don't know, you don't really know when you're going to get back. With this, at least you, you can... You have control. You have control. You, you know the Shopify what, store is your yeah. store. The, the one uh, big downside of, of this is just the traffic. Yeah. You know, it's a completely different thing. Of course. Yeah, the conversions, conversions as well. But wait, conversions so, so when story. Amazon shuts you down, and I know we were talking just briefly about some of this stuff before we started recording, they don't give you, it, it's, it's just like a social media kind of thing where it's like breach yeah. of terms of service. Yeah. It, 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 here's the section maybe. Exactly. And because I know when Nick and I have been kicked off Google AdWords, it's the most frustrating thing because you're like, I swear we did everything that we could possibly do. Yep. To explain that it's this real estate investment is the way it is, you know, um, and they're like, nope, breach of service, and uh, you know, get rich quick. Sorry, yep. you can't, uh, you can't do this, and it's very, very frustrating when you think you've done everything and you can't communicate. You're just That's left right. to submit a form, and then 
pray. Yeah. Um, I remember once we, that happened to us and Nick and I had a friend who had a friend that was at, uh, at uh, Google in the AdWords department. And we were like wow. making calls, but please, can you look into our account? And we were getting feedback, mm-hmm. this broken mm-hmm. telephone way. And it was like, you know, when you just get a little bit of hope, you're like, okay, I think they're going to turn us back on. And then when they eventually turn you back on, you're like, thank you. You know, and then you think about so Amazon's the same. It's exactly, exactly the same, same. thing. They, so they, will, they will send you. They will send you an email that uh, you uh, infringed uh, on uh, their terms of services, and here is the link to it. You have to find out. You know what basically do you did. And the terms of service are like a mile yeah. long, and you, so that's a good point. You have to figure out what you, you have did. to yeah. figure it. Yeah. Out. So you need to go through. You're the problem. I yeah. know. I got yeah. It. yeah, and so what they want you to do is out yourself for everything you could have possibly done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got it. I guess that's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it's that's how it's set up. But you know, on the one hand, I can see because of the volume, they just they have no other way to do I this. Get it. Here's I a get form. It. Make sure you add the keywords in that we need so that we can enable you maybe automatically, and then we'll let you in maybe. So, Are there so? And I'm assuming there's consultants and businesses forming oh yeah. around just getting you back on Amazon Lawyers because that's how it was. Firms. Google Google was that that way for us. We I think yeah. we hired a company that would be like we specialize in getting you back on. Oh so yeah. there, that kind of stuff exists. There's a whole ecosystem. Lawyers and it's it's, it's growing and substantial. Oh, great. So that's just gonna get nasty. Even, even Amazon <laughs> built you know their their own uh, ecosystem, not really you know for suspensions. But they have kind of a, they call strategic account managers that you have to pay for that. It's not but cheap. It's, it's not a profit cheap. center for them. Yeah, it's awesome. a profit center. But, uh, you know, it gives you some sort of a... Uh, hope? Hope yeah. that, that, that they, they will do this, that they will do this quicker. You know, uh, the, the SAM, what we call them. They basically they can go and you know maybe to another desk and uh, ask another employee and all that stuff find out what is actually going on. You're paying to get some human contact. Yeah. So they used to be I think they're what two thousand two thousand a month now. It used to be like ten ten thousand dollars ten thousand a month. Yeah. yeah. Ten thousand so a reduced. month. Yeah. To get human contact. And is there is, when you say a month, this means you have to do this for multiple months? It was it was for at least six months. Yeah. Right now is uh, 1600 uh, a month, and you have to commit for three months. Wow. No, Can, uh, this is, sorry, 16, uh, 16, uh, yeah, $16 a month plus the percentage of your uh, revenue. Sorry, yeah. so, so 1600 a month yeah. Yeah, plus, plus the, a percentage of yeah. your revenue? Yeah. Yeah, so they so they, so they made it cheap. A second. They made the what base cheaper, but now they're taking a percentage. Wait a second. So to get you back on, they're taking a percentage of your your because revenue. Because seemingly they they will uh, also uh, work with you on uh, to optimize your to business, optimize yeah, the exactly. business listings, and wow. all that stuff. Yeah. Amazon so, is the most friendly predator I've ever seen. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as Google, whose tagline used to be "Don't be evil," right? I love that. I love that Google used to be "Don't be evil," and then they just got rid of that like quietly. You know what? Away. We I guess we will be evil, and you won't hear that slogan anymore. So interesting stat. You know, the first five years that Amazon started up, Google um, they were Google's number one customer. Huh. So so you mentioned about searching earlier. The first listing, the first result is very likely on, on Google to be Amazon. Very likely because they're paying for Has it. Has that changed now? I'm sure. I don't think they're number one in, anymore. They haven't been for a while, but is they still Am- spend a lot. What's your opinion no on Shopify? Is, Am- is Shopify some sort of 
weird threat to Amazon because I look at it and I'm like, okay, Amazon, like everything goes through its moment, right? Like everything yeah. has its moment. None of us thought Microsoft would like, you know, when, when Windows 95 came out, mm-hmm. I think we all felt like, well, this is the holy, like nothing will beat Windows 95. Do you guys remember when the CN Tower had the Windows 95 yeah, banner? Yeah. Yeah. Like when it, Windows 95 came out, it was like, wow, this is freaking amazing. But then everything has its moment and Microsoft evolves. And, and you remember like Outlook? When, when Google came with their Gmail product mm-hmm. and everyone's like, wow, what's that? And then it just starts to dominate and then you use yeah. it for business. It, is, is the Shopify post some threat or it doesn't have the distribution mm-hmm. that Amazon has built so it just can't really take over what Amazon has done? It's a I good th- question. I, th- I think I'm, I'm, I would probably compare this to uh, electrical cars and Tesla. Mm-hmm. So Tesla yeah. right now is probably a five years ahead of their competition. So, so is Amazon the same thing. When you look at all the charts, you know, uh, and sales and the technology that they're involved with their business, they are much ahead, you know, than the competition. You know, Walmart. Walmart is the next one. But even if you compare to Chinese, like Alibaba and, uh, you know, the Asian sellers, uh, Amazon is still behind. Alibaba by far, you know, tech-wise and in terms of being progressive for serving customers is as far ahead. But they have a different model. They don't do Alibaba doesn't do the distribution. That's that's the thing. They don't have the warehouses. Yeah. So JD.com does in, in, in Asia. They have they have their own delivery system. JD.com is a big e-commerce site. They, they, they're, the, they're the competitor to Alibaba. Oh, it's also it. Chinese. Okay. Chinese. Okay. They're enormous. They, they're they're famous for their like white glove service, where somebody will literally show up in white gloves within a couple hours in, in the major cities in Asia, and deliver your product by hand with white gloves. Yeah, with yeah. a silver platter too under the product. Quite possibly. That would be awesome. if, if you buy enough, maybe if you buy uh, here is your toilet paper <laughs> on a silver platter. <laughs> but if you if you look at their fulfillment centers, it's just uh, it's almost without humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so JD it's run a, run completely. Have you been to the one in Brampton here? Yeah. When they do, isn't that awesome? That yeah. tour. Yeah. If anyone's listening, I guess they don't do it anymore because of COVID. But you could. They had a public tour, yeah. Yeah. and Nick and I took it. We were the only two on the tour. Oh wow! And they walked us through, and you see all the robots lifting up the shelves and bringing them to the pickers yeah. instead of the pickers going to the inventory. The inventory comes to them. Yeah, Kiva robots. Yeah, Pretty and did you awesome. hear about how Amazon was testing that out where they were going to have little electric sparks on the human to tell them, like, oh, to geez. cue them, like, if the product's top right, <laughs> you get sparked. No, no, really, I swear I read this somewhere. I guess by your reaction, this is false. I, but I swear I, I read I, this I don't, somewhere. I don't, I don't like, doubt that. Like, like, if it, the product was coming at you and your next pick was, like, top right, you okay. get a little spark, like, in your in your top right shoulders to cue you up there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. like, to make you operate faster well, as a human? It might I, be. I know they... they they're wearing the uh, their la- not laptops, but the tablets. The tablets are on their arms, so I guess it's just quicker to, to type in. So I know they they're doing that. And I don't doubt they have some kind of haptic feedback thing coming, or maybe in use. I don't doubt it. Anything I can imagine, anything that would improve productivity, even a fraction yeah. of a percent, is significant over, over millions of repetitions. So yeah. um, so you're thinking. So Greg, I guess then you're just thinking Amazon's just so far ahead that Shopify isn't a threat. But can Shopify be then? So Shopify will just continue to grow as e-commerce grows, let's face it. But it's not a threat to Amazon in the way I'm looking at it. Shopify something else. It'll evolve in a different way. It's a, it's a good solution for a, a small, medium, or even large uh, sellers, retail sellers, to, to get into a e-commerce space. It's a, it's a really easy and cheap solution, you know, but yeah. to start, 
but to operate and also to rank to uh, you know uh, get successful is really really hard comparing to Amazon. So I think Shopify is just a tiny piece of the puzzle. That's that's the that's the problem. That's what people don't realize. I think is is that you don't you can't compare them directly. So it looks like oh it's online shopping. Amazon brings traffic. Yeah. That's their Which thing. Which is a big part. That is that is like so you've got your your listing, yeah. that's great. Which it, is the payments part. You've got yeah. payment systems, that's awesome. There's lots of ways to do that. Shopify does that really well. Well done. Um, they're even putting in, I think they put in uh, or they're planning to put something a billion dollars into developing uh, their own fulfillment centers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe into the billions. I had read that. That's what made me think of them as a threat to Amazon. That isn't even a rounding error in what Amazon's spending yeah. to upgrade uh, yeah. their Existing centers. Stuff. <laughs> so I think it's a great move, and I think it's um, it's an option that is um, needed. Really, you, you still need ways to build your own stuff, but it's not just you know Amazon's not just a, a listing service or a, a payment accepting service. They're a traffic service. They're a traffic system. That's that's really the big the big thing that they've got. They've got traffic, and then they've got the fulfillment. And the fulfillment is that network that they build with airports and airplanes. They've got a shipping license. I don't think they've made use of it yet, but they have a shipping a sea shipping license. Uh, and we've actually used their shipping services, but they're using other boats right now. But uh, but it is something we we see them probably doing in the near future is using their own boats. They have their own planes. They have their own delivery people. Boats are coming, uh, quite likely. But uh, I'm not sure if I'm liking the world that I'm extrapolating out in my head right now. One company or a couple companies. I'm moving. Owning. I'm moving into a forest somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving into a forest. I'm going to roast some food. <laughs> I'm going to raise my own animals. I never thought I would speak this. I can't even say the word animals. Animals. <laughs> Holy smokes! I was just talking to someone a couple of days ago about that. Like you know, just a hut on the beach, uh, maybe some some elk on the ridge, and uh, we figure <laughs> things out from there. And, and an internet connection to check in every once in a while. But like I just said, I think, you know, there's a human contact element that, that you do need, you know, and I'm saying that only you know, half joking. Um, okay, so then what's the threat? So there's no threat. Like, what about 3D printing? What about that? Can I, can I 3D print it? And then is that a threat to not only your businesses, but a threat to Amazon where it's like 3D printing gets so advanced because it's so far out there. None of us are going to think that's possible right now. By the way, yeah. you guys need to start your own podcast. Mm-hmm. You need to start your own podcast on all of this stuff. You know how many people you can help that are getting into business and build their own bit with all the pain points we've just discussed around Amazon? Fair enough. And that's because you guys have businesses. But let's face it. You guys are making money. I'm assuming that's safe to say from these businesses. Mm-hmm. So there is potential here. And the information is, you know, we're going to talk about the, the way you help people and we'll share all that URL. But a podcast where you two talking like this between this stuff would be is well needed. And I'm sure there's that kind of stuff out there, but you guys uh, would do a great job at it. So let me be, if not the first, uh, let me be on the bandwagon to, to tell you, you guys need your own podcast. A regular thing, man. Once, just do once, I don't know, twice a month. Talk about this kind of stuff. You know how much help you'll be to the people starting out? Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like right now we see, you know, with our own group, you know, just how well they are doing. And, you know, it's really nice to see, uh, you know, the progress of yeah. somebody else that uh, you know starting from zero and now making making a big difference yeah but a yeah. podcast could be a nice leader into that yeah. whole business as well just there's so many podcasts you know that uh, yeah but there's only is. one greg kowalchuk <laughs> there's only one brian zamet there's only yeah. you guys have a unique voice in the noise 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll have yeah. to see. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's Greg's way of being dismissively saying, Tom, I'm so busy. Get your idea off my table here. Um, but, uh, okay, I don't know where I was b- before I talked about that. I was going to move into a forest and, and I was <laughs> No, but I think it was just the... Uh, that Amazon um, and the quantity of uh, mm-hmm. stuff going through Amazon is yeah. ultimately just never going to replace. So how do you, okay, so then where do you see this evolve? Where where do you see this all go next? Where do your businesses go next on Amazon? And you don't have to give me specifics, obviously, but like, how does this evolve? What do you see in the next five years? Because we've already reached the point a few years ago, you guys were on here and saying, look at these charts. I remember Brian, look, look at this chart. Look where Amazon and Greg, you too, because you've presented at different events that we look at where yeah, online yeah. business and now yeah. online business has gotten to the point yeah. where you guys have predicted and surpassed where you guys have predicted sooner. And then all the pains that have come with that have come with that. But where does it go next? Does it just get more, does the bottlenecks that exist just get, you know, smoothed out and it becomes a very efficient place? It's a good question. I, I'll, I'll only say, I'll let you go, go in a sec. I, I just got to say, I absolutely agree, and I think there's going to be more bumps because it's still growing. Oh, yeah, it's still sure. so early. That's what people. That's another thing that's that's missing, is we're still early in the process. We accelerated things a few months ago because the world locked down and everyone, you know, many people went online, but it didn't all of a sudden make everything online. You know, it, we're, we're still we're still mostly a brick and mortar society, globally. The inefficiencies exist even between currencies for you guys, yeah, U.S. dollars, is, Canadian dollars. So, so I, I don't want to turn this particular conversation now into a Bitcoin conversation because I don't think that's the solution for this. But there is a solution here to get some sort of currency that is global that is on a blockchain that can... No, no, no. And I'm not... No, because Bitcoin's too much of a store of value to really play this role. This is not Bitcoin's sweet spot. But there is a, a is like, you know, there is a, a something on the side of Bitcoin that could be created that Amazon, I'm assuming, could get big enough because most retailers could never accept anything other than local currency yeah. because they would be threatened by the government to say, you're, you're accepting Canadian dollars or you're off this. But when the U.S. with PayPal now allowing mm, some right. buying and selling of Bitcoin, I know you don't own your private keys for any hardcore Bitcoiners out there. I, I kind of get that. But I'm just thinking... As this evolves, I wonder if there's some sort of distributed currency that's used globally that could make is, would be one of the efficiencies that come to the table here. So I think one hand, you've got currency and then you've got the plumbing that moves currency around. And there is actually a service um, that was started by um, a guy that was um, in Quicken's executive team. I've actually used the service and they use different cryptocurrencies as the plumbing to move your currency between currencies. Between countries. So locally, it's always local, but then they use the cryptocurrencies to do the transfer yeah. to buy. So you're not using the SWIFT system, exactly. you're not wire transferring and all this kind exactly. of stuff. Okay, so that'll get more efficient. So, so that's, that, that's already happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I purposely said, so you, if you're listening to this, you don't know, Nick just opened the little secret passageway here and said, are you talking about Bitcoin again? I'm totally not talking about Bitcoin. I actually said Bitcoin is not proper for this usage. But uh, it, it probably will be in, in the future. Maybe it's too much. It's too yeah. valuable. It's too valuable. Like, why would I sell my Bitcoin? Yeah. But, no, but right now. But, we, but there's other stuff to be used in this world. Yeah. Like for, for our business, it's just like, you know, uh, for what we do right now is just building an asset. You know, like up, up till this point, you know, we built ourselves, you know, uh, a job. 
you know so basically we are now you have to turn too, it into a too, business yeah right now we are too yeah. much consumed and you know the business cannot survive with our uh, you know this is making me so happy us, welcome to us. yeah these are all this is the typical business evolution so like yeah. right now for example for us what we are building we building a team so right now we have uh, a team of 13 people including us you know both myself and patricia and then we're building structures, we're building procedures, we're building, you know, uh, just uh, uh, the systems. And once we do this, we can basically pull out us from the, from the business and, you know, But the other side is run. beautiful because it reminds me of, you know, in, for real estate investors, when you buy your first property, you get all excited and you're like, oh my gosh, I finally have this beautiful asset. It produces income like it's the best thing in the world. And Nick and I you know, still believe that to be true, that shelter is a need and it's this amazing asset. And, but then most real estate investors hit this point where you're like, crap, I can't buy any more of these things. Mm -hmm. And you go yep. through two, three, four, five year windows of letting the equity build up. Mm -hmm. And it's very, mm -hmm. and, and all you have are expenses yep. yeah. because you're fixing the flood, Greg, yeah. you're <laughs> fixing, uh, you're <laughs> fixing different things in the house and it's just expense, expense, expense. But what you don't realize you're doing with real estate as the years passes, you're building a more and more solid foundation. Yeah. The, the, the mortgage is being paid down. The equity is building. Maybe if you're lucky enough, maybe you get some appreciation too. And then you come out the other side five, six, and seven years later, which sounds like forever, especially when you're young. But you have equity yeah. and you can start buying more properties mm -hmm. and then it snowballs a little bit more and more and you come out the other end and it's this beautiful thing. And it's the same with business building. What you've gone through is like getting your first property like, oh, I got this property, <laughs> but now I really can't do anything else because I need to give it some time. And that time in your business is getting the procedures, getting the staff, getting the team, building the processes. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. out the other end could be something really beautiful. You know, we, haven't, we haven't talked for a while about what's coming up the next few years. We used mm -hmm. to talk about it quite a bit. Oh, we always, yeah, because now, we, you're, now you've no, been swamped with orders. <laughs> we always been talking, all, okay, so our plan is just to, uh, to do the exit, but we never sat down and, you know, yeah. actually planned us, you know, what's going to happen, you know, five years from now, you know, what do we have to have or do mm. in order to, uh, you know, the plan to execute. It's completely different thing when you have a business, uh, like, let's say, one million in revenue uh, and having a business in five or 10 million in revenue. It's just, just a completely different team structure, procedures, uh, SOPs and everything. So that's why it's just uh, for an, anyone out there, you know, just to build a business for one million dollars is not really, uh, it, it is a big deal, but it's much easier to, uh, you know, than when you're building a business from one to five. Or well, from, from zero to, to one, you can get away with like doing yeah. a lot of stuff yourself, yeah. Yeah. even oh, yeah, though exactly. it's chewing your time and you're frustrated, you can get away with it. Once you start building past a million, you just can't do it all anymore. No, and cannot. things are slipping and falling and you're risking your brand reputation. And exactly. it's, it, it, it is a different beast. You're really building um, your, your own business at that point, mm -hmm. you know? So, and then um, you're building a sellable asset, as, especially like right now. A lot of people, they don't really understand, you know, for the e-commerce business, these are sellable assets, mm -hmm. the same as you have a house or, you know, a, 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 you know another business or something. They sell like hotcakes and for real good money. For a while. When so th so this, this is the future then to, to get in 
build the processes out because no one's going to go right. through that pain. And once you have the processes built, you can flip that stream of cash flow that you've created for a multiple mm-hmm. yes. to someone else who's acquiring these streams and consolidating That's these right. streams yep. together. And there's bigger money coming in to buy these companies. Who's the bigger money investors just like uh, somebody, you know, they want income streams because, you know, Nick and I keep talking about the next 10 years, income streams are gold. So at first, you know, there are individuals, but it's moving very rapidly. Even a couple of years ago, it started moving towards investment groups Mm -hmm. and hedge funds actually going in and saying, I want these kind of companies. And they have management teams that will go out and buy companies that are in sports and outdoors. They want to buy five of these assets in the next six months. So let's find the best brands out there. And they communicate with them and try to buy them up. So there's a lot of M&A type type of activity happening right now. Wow. Talk about the evolution because this used to be mom and pop shops galore Mm -hmm. on Amazon. Yeah. Now you've got like big money coming in. They're not just buying you. They're buying five others like you. And they're they're basically rolling the dice to say which one's going to make it. And they're willing to spend significant multiples. In many cases, especially if you have your own list, and you have all there these other mul- assets. There is a multiple brands that consist of 60, 70 different sub brands mm. or mini brands that, you know, is just uh, making pretty significant dents in a, in the e-com space. There's businesses in e-commerce that focus on buying businesses. That's, mm-hmm. that's all they're doing. Mm-hmm. I see that now. They've yeah. got a process to make your, your general, whatever e-commerce business you have, they've got a process and they have a team in place that can optimize it whatever percent. They know they can multiply your sales in the first six months by X percent. And they just look for more businesses, like multiply okay, it. Okay, so give me your wild guess. At the end of this decade, 10 years, 10 years, which in, in your world is might as well be 100. But in, yeah. at the end of this 10 years, the, um, the, I don't know, give me something. Is it the volume of business, quantity of business, type? What, what does it look like? No, it's too far out, it's man. Far we can't out. even guess. Think, yeah, I we can't even guess. That's too far out. Okay, so, would, so give me, give me three five, years. Okay, three, three to five yeah. years. I would, uh, you know. So you're looking for, uh, you know, my own business or? Uh, Any, yeah, anything. Any, just, just to give us context. Our goal, our goal is basically to build, you know, to a eight-figure business. Eight-figure business within three to five years. Yeah, yeah and then uh, exit that business and then go uh-huh. to the other one. Greg Kowalchuk, that's <laughs> very cool. That is very cool. And this is fe- very feasible. Yeah. Like right now, when we see the growth and you know what we are going over from a year to to another year, yeah, it is really feasible. So I, I think what we're gonna also see overall is I don't want to overuse the word of globalization, and Amazon is I think a linchpin in this. So it's been happening now for years. Where for example, you buy a book in Canada, I'm sorry, buy a book. If we're in Canada, you buy a book from .com and it ships from Mississauga. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how does that work? Is that allowed? Can you do that? Well, they've been doing it for years. I don't know what agreement they have or how that works, but they've been shipping it from, from local. Okay, that's neat. Well, they also, as sellers, they also can um, copy your listings between countries, UK, Germany, uh, Singapore. I just got an email saying, hey, you can put your listings in Singapore now. Um, so they're, going, they're, they're doing this across international you know, mm-hmm. wider mm-hmm. international borders so i think like you said about about uh, about money and, and bitcoin or a global currency of some kind i think amazon is unifying the world in the logistics system so that you'll be able to buy something on amazon it doesn't matter where it will come from who knows where it'll just show up you don't have to worry about currency conversions shipping times everything will just be really fast it'll just be paid in your currency 
There won't be extra fees. I, I see that as something that's coming very fast. And that's something we saw kind of starting up a, a few years ago, but I think it's been accelerating. And just we're seeing, you know, their back end, Amazon's back end with, with their infrastructure, the robots um, having shipping licenses, buying air, you know, building airports and having fleets of, of uh, cargo planes. You know, all these things lead basically to the same place. They're just going to make the world flat. I'm not a flat earther by any means. I just mean, <laughs> no, what you mean shipping. But you're making me think that governments are going to lose control here because the first time in my life, there's going to be a corporation mm -hmm. that's going to be able to say to the government, we're using this currency mm -hmm. to settle our transactions. And again, I'm not trying to turn this into a Bitcoin talk because I don't think in this particular case, I think Bitcoin's a store of value. It's, mm -hmm. not a, it's not a transactional currency and Amazon's going to clearly need a transactional currency. But behind the scenes, it might be invisible to the consumer. Mm -hmm. They might be thinking they're paying in Canadian dollars. But right. behind the scenes, the way you're talking in settlement across countries, yeah. they're going to make it settle across countries using a, some sort of distributed ledger mm -hmm. currency. I'm convinced of this. And that's going to be interesting because then how is it ta how is stuff taxed at different that's points? Right. And where and Amazon will be big enough where they'll be able to point back at the country and say, you now listen to me. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I obviously don't have the crystal ball and I'm not even sure how much I believe in what I just said. I'm just having like a, a brainstorming session with you guys. But you could see where Amazon gets big enough that let's say there's a pandemic. And can you imagine, you know, our, our uh, the brilliant leader of Canada, whoever that is, that person is at that time. Let's go 10 years. That person's going to point to Amazon and say, Amazon, you do this or you're out. And Amazon's going to turn back and say, well, do you want toilet paper delivered to these yeah, people yeah. in this country or not? <laughs> and if you want toilet paper delivered or not, you're listening to us. So I completely Jesus. agree with the distributed ledger system. I've, we, we had talked about this years back about Bitcoin. And I think the ledger system, yes, makes sense techni uh, technically. And I could see that expanding. And it's already been being used internally in some very large companies, banks. They're using it inside not customer facing people don't need to see the plumbing necessarily for it to be useful so i think that's that makes sense i don't know what the currency will be on the on the customer side i don't know that it matters right now but it almost doesn't it, matter it, it's, it's the plumbing that's important and so this company that i've used to do the transfers i think they have the right idea there were some issues with um some of the how it actually functioned for me in but terms it's of you speed. can see the evolution but it's there and they're mm -hmm. doing it live with real money and i used it to send money to, to china for example it worked so they've got a they've got a neat thing happening, um, and then you can take Greg's profits when he sells, and he could buy Bitcoin. You might as well start buying some Bitcoin now, <laughs> and just you know ride into it, ease your way into the position, Greg. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Nick and I have been on a bit of a Bitcoin bandwagon <laughs> for a little bit, but uh, cool. What what else? Because I've, I've already kept. We're already we're already passing the hour mark here. What else before is before we wrap? Anything else we wanted to share here? Um, no, I, th I think I just had uh, some stats. I think we covered the general idea that people yeah. went, went crazy buying stuff. Uh, it, it then has dipped down, though. Um, so it didn't, it, didn't complete, it didn't sustain all of the sales, which you might expect. People kind of backed off and said, well, I don't know where my next paycheck or money is going to come from, a lot of people. So they backed off on how much they're buying. But there is more sales happening online still, which is interesting. How does, how does someone, your training, is it all online right now? Can you give us the details? How does it work? All online, correct? Yeah, yes. I know, I know you've been very kind. You've been teaching a class for Rockstar Inner Circle members, mm -hmm. which we're very grateful for. Um, and fun. you're mean, meeting people here it's in person. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's, and we're very grateful. I mean, we feel honored and blessed to be able to tell Rockstar members, hey, 
listen, you're getting information from people who are actually doing it. Like, it's really a big deal for us. So thank you. It's great to see groups of people that think similarly. It's really amazing. It's powerful. The questions that come from people that have not had any interaction with e-commerce other than the occasional buying something online, the kind of questions that come back after just a few minutes of us presenting, it's just amazing. It's really energizing. It's, I mean, a, diff- it's a different mindset as yeah. well. So this is an investor talking, yeah. you know, so it's just, uh, it's a completely different. Yeah, uh, that's cool. It's really that's energizing. Cool. I, I really, I, I mentioned before, I did not realize how much that affected me. That, yeah, that energy totally. coming back, people thinking the same, there is something to it. I don't totally. know what it is. We're social, we're social. Um, Okay, so that's for Rockstar and Circle, Circle members can secretly get access to you guys through the classes here. Guys, thank, anything else? We're good? No, no yeah. I just thank you. Thank you for the, yeah, all the opportunities to, to speak with like-minded people. It's awesome. Yeah, two-way street. Yeah, we're very grateful. So that's cool. Cool of you to say. Thanks for doing this, guys. Appreciate really, really appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, everyone. So hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Greg and Brian. Very thankful that they came on. And if you're listening to this and you want to get started in the real estate investing world and you want to check out what we are doing, the best way to learn from us initially is going to CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. You can register for the next 90-minute free class that we do. We do about once a month. It's www.CanadianRealEstateTraining.com to save your spot. Nick and I are on there live doing the presentation, answering questions at the end. So that's where to go to grab your spot, www.CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.